for Monk and Tamanay, by God. Twice. Twice? Only twice? You call that doing your civic duty? Come with me. Oh, no, you don't. Get back and sit down. Here's another one. Clean them up good. Shave their beards off, boys, and send them back to vote again. All right, boys. Vote Monk Tamanay. Monk Tamanay. Monk's already won by 3,000 more votes than there are voters. Only three make it 20, 30. We don't need a victory. We need a Roman triumph. But we don't have any more ballots. Remember the first rule of politics. The ballots don't make the results. The counters make the results. The counters keep counting. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from Gangs of New York. Same one, I same uh, clip, same uh, movie I uh, featured last week. But this time, I thought it was uh, pertinent because of all the talk about Trump's tweet about considering delaying the the uh, election until it's safe, so that we don't have to have mail-in ballots. And you know what? Hey, you know what? Keep counting. It's not the the ballots that that uh, it's not the ballots that that make the election, it's the counters. You know, this is the same corruption we're seeing go on whenever we let it have an opportunity. Whenever we have an opportunity. You know what, and uh, I think instead of focusing on keeping people, keeping people safe so we have to have mail-in ballots, let's focus on keeping people safe, a safe way to, to have in-person balloting. Let's keep people safe. Hey, I know. You want to shut down the economy since no one's going to work. Why don't we just call the election day uh, a day off? Let's call it a national holiday and make everybody vote in person. And you don't have any excuse because you're still getting paid anyway. You don't have any excuse. Well, I didn't want to wait in line that long. Why? You didn't have anything else to do. We let you have the day off so you could do that. So if you don't vote in person, you don't get the vote. But that's just my idea. My That's my idea. I could be wrong. I don't think so. But uh, that's the way I feel because, you know what, I feel like uh, the Democrats have been successful in shutting down our economy. They've been successful in scaring the crap out of everybody about, uh, about this virus to where we, we, we've, we've convinced the general public to give up their freedom because they're scared of a virus. They're scared of something with which most people, most people that are working, uh, if they get it, they either don't have any symptoms, don't even know they had it, or they get over it in two or three days. And so if we let all the working people work and we let the kids go back to school, uh, like with that song, School's Out Forever, um, this is what the Democrats want. And they're not only going to 
to cut schools out forever. They're going to cut the economy out forever. The Democrats are working so hard to get control of this company, this country. They are going to destroy the country and have nothing else to lead. So, hey, you know what? If uh, Biden wins, there might not be any country for him to lead. Which is good because he doesn't have any abilities to lead. So uh, this should be interesting going forward. Um, but everybody, uh, you know, don't take it for granted. I have a lot of people, a lot of people that I'm talking to that are that are saying, hey, it's going to be Trump in a landslide. And I don't know if it's, am I watching, watching the media and the polls and everything too much? Or they're not watching it enough. I hope it's me that I'm watching it too much because I'm analyzing things and I'm and I particularly I I am nervous. I'm nervous about this. And uh, but I'm talking. I'm talking, trying to influence as many people as I can. And you should be doing the same. So let's talk about what's. Uh, oh, before I go before I go any further, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate or that are for real estate, like low, low interest rates and, and what that means to you. If you're own a, own a property and you would like to lower your payment, you'd like to lower the interest on it. You'd like to shorten your term. You'd like to get rid of your mortgage insurance. Now's the time. Or if you uh, have a property you'd like to own or would like to own a property at all, um, you're able to qualify for more with the lower interest rates and your payments lower. If you're interested, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855 640 2020, one last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information, but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. That will take you to my lending page where you can put in all your information. Tell me how much, tell me how much information you want back. Give me as much information as you want me to have. And you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks. Brian Goodman or Lance Keisha is uh, the new guy on the block that uh, is uh, when you're talking to one of these guys, you're talking to me. When you're talking to me, you're talking to one of these guys. So if you don't get to talk to me direct at the beginning, you're gonna. By the time we're, by the time we're over, I'm talking to almost everybody. And uh, so call me 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. If you hear something you want repeated, also on edhoffman.net, you can click on the podcast page, hear this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on, uh, on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe, subscribe for free. You can go on there, subscribe, and uh, once a week when we upload the, the show, it'll download to your, uh, your device, your, your iPhone, your iWatch, your iPad, your, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your computer, anything you can get podcasts on, you can get the main event on. And uh, you can listen to it when it's convenient and uh share it share it if you hear something you really like share it with your friends share it with your family somebody needs to talk sense to those people if you don't want to say it directly say hey listen to this it'll it'll talk some sense india um if call me uh, follow me on twitter at ed hoffman where i tweeted about current events all week long and the facebook uh page for the show is the main event ed hoffman if you want to leave a comment on the show email me at ed at edhoffman.net uh, so let's talk about what's going on this week. Uh, that we saw the showdown: Democrats versus Bill Barr. Well, we saw some Republicans in there too, but the uh, the Democrats seem to be the news, uh, other than Bill Barr. Attorney General William Barr was called once again to testify before the House Judiciary Committee, chaired by the Weeble Jerry Nadler. In the Democrats' plan to publicly hang the Attorney General in a 
hearing on Tuesday that jumped from topic to topic. Their full-scale assault began 45 minutes late as uh, Jerry Nadler delayed the hearing by getting in a car accident. Probably wasn't tall enough to see over his steering wheel and hit somebody. Um, and if you haven't heard the, heard the story, uh, I ran into him at, L, at uh, LAX flying to New York. And then, surprisingly, he must have been on the same plane. We were in first class because when Don and I fly more than a more than an hour or two we're always take first class because i just don't like sitting in that crowded place for <clears throat> close to anyone but my wife uh for five hours so um we got off the plane and uh you know rolled our rolled our our uh rolled ourselves into the the bathroom and when i came out there was the weeble walking right in he's about four foot eleven and about 250 pounds, so he's shaped like a weeble. For those of you that don't remember, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. They're kind of shaped like pears, eggs, little little uh, toys for kids that they weeble, they they wobble, but they don't fall down. So that's why I always call him the weeble. If you never heard the story, Jerry Nadler got in that a car accident, but once he arrived, it didn't take long for Nadler to accuse Barr of allowing federal troops to intervene in destructive protests as a way to help President Trump get reelected. Understandably, Americans are very suspicious of your motives here. There are those who believe you are sending federal law enforcement to, into these cities not to combat violent crime, you commit but to help with the president's that the department will not use federal law enforcement as a prop in the president's re-election campaign. We are not. I, I just want to close with this thought. You really can't hide behind legal fictions this time, Mr. Barr. It's all out in the open, where the people can see what you are doing for themselves. The president wants footage for his campaign ads, and you appear to be serving it up to him as ordered. In most of these cities, the protests had begun to wind down before you marched in and confronted the protesters. And the protesters aren't mobs. They are mothers and veterans and mayors. Mothers and veterans and mayors. I don't know about what Nadler sees, but I watch it on TV and I watch it on the internet and I watch it on, uh, and I watched on basically every channel. Cause I flip back and forth Fox, CNN, PMS, NBC, just to see both sides. And I, and I, and I watch all the entertainment on uh, Facebook and Twitter to see, uh, to see both sides. And I just don't see the other side. I don't see any, any, mothers and veterans out there peacefully protesting. I don't see anything peaceful about, about what's going on there. Um, they're destructors and they're terrorists and they're anarchists. And you know what? Let me ask you this. Do you feel safe today? I don't. And I carry. So I just I don't just don't see anything that that looks like the same country we had uh, a few months ago. Nadler wasn't the only one to rely on the tiresome peaceful protest narrative, despite Republican Jim Jordan showing an eight minute video uh, showing the out of control violence in Portland and other cities. Democrat after Democrat repeated the same lie we've been hearing for two months. We've seen mothers and we've seen veterans who were peacefully protesting, not threatening the federal courthouse, beaten and gassed. And the vast majority of the protesters are peaceful. Most of yeah. the protests have been peaceful, Mr. Barr. You know that. Yeah, uh, last night I saw uh, some, uh, some uh, conservative uh, journalist that actually uh, got stabbed in the back by one of those uh, peaceful, actually in the side, and uh, was half an inch from his spinal cord uh, with a seven-inch knife. 
uh, by one of those peaceful protesters. I just, and that happened in Portland. I just don't see it. I don't see what's going on. Throughout the five-hour hearing, Democrats repeatedly cut off Barr's responses, accused him of being wrong or lying. And what a surprise, Barr wasn't allowed to, allowed extra time to respond to any of these questions thrown at him. Whenever he tried to answer, the Democrats pulled their favorite tried and true stunt. I gave instructions as to what the... Reclaiming my time. Yeah, I'm answering your question. you got to let him answer. Reclaiming my time. The effort there was... uh, Mr. Barr, I just asked for a yes or no, so let me just tell you, I'm starting to lose my temper. Federal government. my time, and I control it. We were not taking down public health orders. We were making narrow... Gentlemen's time is... is We were calling attention to the fact... Will you restore my time because this witness is speaking over my time? You went over time. Let the witness respond. Yeah, Barr actually, uh, Barr actually asked at one point, said, hey, this is a hearing. Doesn't mean that you called me. Isn't, isn't this whole thing so you can hear me? And all the Democrats, as, as every hearing we've seen since Trump's been in there, while they, what the Democrats control is every time the Democrats get their, their, their time, all they want to do is grandstand. There's, there's no say, hey, it's, I got five minutes to be on camera and I'm a TV star, mom. So I'm going to get on there and I'm going to just say, hey, look at me, mom. I can, I can insult this guy and I can be really brash and tough. Really look brash and stupid up there. It was up to Republicans to allow the attorney general to speak. And I don't know that, you know, they get five minutes. Couldn't they say what they wanted to say and then ask the question and let Barr have his time? Yeah, but then they might miss lunch. I don't know. It was Republicans to allow Attorney General to speak, one of them being Steve Shabbat of Ohio. Listen to what Barr says happened to, to some of the federal marshals in Portland. Um, my understanding is that the, the people attacking the building had, among other things, rifles, explosives, knives, saws, sledgehammers, tasers, slingshots, rocks, bricks, Lasers. Have I missed anything, or is that about covering? Um, you have missed some things, but that's a that's a good list. Well, well, but you know, they have these powerful slingshots with ball bearings that they shoot. They've used pellet guns. We believe we have found uh, those uh, projectiles uh, at bone, you know, have penetrated uh, marshals to the bone, uh, and they use the the lasers to blind the to, to blind the marshals. And they're not talking about these little laser pointers you buy at Office Depot to do presentations. They must be using something a little more powerful if they actually blind the cops. So somebody's funding this stuff. And, you know, I see them using tear gas and tear gas is illegal. So somebody must be having some connections. Somebody must be funding this. Maybe it's everybody who's uh, logging on to Black Lives Matter and hitting donate. I don't know. Just makes sense to me. Barr responded to another Republican questioning by explaining the federal marshals are necessary only because Portland's mayor and Oregon's governor have completely tied the hands of the local police. Look around the country, even where there are these kinds of riots occurring, uh, we don't we haven't had to put in the kind of reinforcements that we have in Portland because the state and local law enforcement does their job and won't allow rioters to come and just physically assault the courthouse in Portland. That's not the case. Yeah, which and this makes what Joe Biden said this week sound even dumber than usual. I'd be using local police as we did when we were in office. When there were riots and there were federal property at stake, we were able to take care of that. We were able to take care of it by the use of, not what is, why is this obviously, the use of, of local police. Yeah, well, 
if the local police are controlled by the local leadership and the local leadership wants this this anarchy and this chaos, then I guess we got to do something else to protect the Americans because the people in Oregon are Americans, too. They want to be protected. And the 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 mayor of of, C, of uh, Portland and the governor of Oregon, they just don't care. They just want to have something that they can blame on Trump. Of course, Democrats also summoned Barr to the Capitol Hill to condemn the administration's response to COVID. Lying is always okay if you're an angry Democrat. And here's one of the angriest liars in Congress, Hakeem Jeffries. But Barr managed to get one good line in. Let's see if you catch it. In April, President Trump irresponsibly suggested that the American people inject themselves with bleach. Was that superb? Yes or no? That's not what I heard. That's exactly what he said. That's what the American people heard, and you know it, and you can't defend it. By June, President Trump irresponsibly continued to refuse to wear a mask despite the public health guidance from his own experts. Was that superb? Yes or no? Which guidance? The earlier guidance that the masks wouldn't work? You know exactly the guidance that we're talking about. The CDC and Dr. Fauci in April recommended that the American people wear masks, but Donald Trump has become the poster boy for the anti-mask okay, movement. Donald, Donald Trump has probably tested more than any other human being on the face of yeah, the earth. Mr. Barr, the thing. answer is the refusal to wear a mask is not superb. Yeah, uh, you know, that's exactly what he said to uh, to inject people with bleach. Does anybody remember hearing that? I remember a little comment that said, hey, bleach kills the kills the virus. And there would be a good it'd be good if there was some way to use that same that same concept inside the bodies. And he didn't say inject it into your veins. And uh, did you catch that little thing when he said, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, the guidance, you know, did he hasn't accepted the guidance. Which guidance? The earlier guidance that said masks wouldn't work? <laughs> so uh, remember that what the Surgeon General was saying back in March when the CDC guidance said masks might actually hurt us. What the World Health Organization and the CDC have reaffirmed in the last few days is that they do not recommend the general public wear masks. Wearing a mask improperly can actually increase your risk of getting disease. You know what? Let me give you, let me give you some basic common sense that I think about. You know what uh, my uh, orthopedic doctor used to say when I'd come in and say my shoulder was hurting and I needed, I didn't know what I was doing. He goes, well, what are you doing? I go, I'm bench pressing 415 pounds. And he goes, why? Does that help you in your, uh, in your arm wrestling? Because I was competing in arm wrestling. I said, no. He, guy said, uh, he goes, well, why are you doing it? I said, because I can. And uh, there's another guy at the gym that, you know, we push each other. And he goes, well, you know what that pain in your shoulder is? You got these things in there called tendons that hold your your uh, the top of your humerus bone into your into your uh, rotator cuff. And when you're doing something that's straining them to hold that thing in, they do this thing called pain, and it teaches your body that something's wrong. So, and you're supposed to pay attention to that. You know, hey, if I do this, I it hurts when I do this. Okay, well, don't do that. So let's use this in the in the mask concept. You put that mask on. Do you feel like it's harder to breathe? Does it feel uncomfortable? Does it feel like it's, you don't want to do it? Are you staying home and not going to the store because you don't want to have to wear a mask? Because that's, that's how I am. You know, we spent so much time in Arizona because we don't have to wear a mask out there and, uh, during this time. There's a clue there, folks. Maybe it's not good for you, and that's how your body's telling you, well, it's kind of diff- uncomfortable and it's kind of hard to breathe. 
So let's go on. So now even licensed physicians who have treated COVID patients aren't allowed to speak if they say anything that remotely aligns with the president's views. This is what happened uh, to a group called America's Frontline Doctors this week, founded by a Los Angeles physician, Dr. Simone Gold. Here's what happened to this group and to, and to uh, those who supported it in the past five days. Their 40-minute video has been removed from all social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Their website has been removed. Remember what happened to the site Plandemic? And I say to myself, hey, I can understand that YouTube can take your videos off. I can see where they, but you put on your own website on the internet. Now they're able to take down your website? Is this uh, the United States anymore? Or are we in China? Breitbart, who published the video in its entirety, has been penalized by Google again. PolitiFact did a deep dive investigation on most of them exposing Dr. Simone Gold as GASP, a donor to the Republican campaigns who sometimes appears on conservative talk radio. Dr. Stella Emanuel, who admittedly has some strange views on some things, is accused of being a witch doctor, and most of the news outlets have been quick to point out that she's from Nigeria. How's that not racist? The New York Times called the group a group of people wearing white medical coats sharing misleading claims about the virus, implying that they may not be real doctors. And Donald Trump Jr., for the crime of retweeting their video, had his Twitter account suspended. Even Madonna, who's probably one of the furthest to the left celebrities on the planet, has had some of her social media posts flagged when she appeared to support Dr. Emanuel's claims in the video, which was that, hey, we have some medications that work and uh, they're trying to keep us from using them, i.e. hydroxychloroquine. So what's so dangerous and misleading about this video? It boils down to the fact that licensed physicians dared to say positive things about the drug hydroxychloroquine. There is a cure for COVID. There is a cure for COVID. It's called hydroxychloroquine. It's called zinc. It's called Zitromax. I have personally treated over 350 patients with COVID. And the result has been the same. I put them on hydroxychloroquine. I put them on zinc. I put them on Zitromax. And they are all well. We've not lost one patient. If it seems like there is an orchestrated attack that's going on against hydroxychloroquine, it's because there is. When have you ever heard of a medication generating this degree of controversy and then just like he changed his mind on the mass and uh social distancing and just about everything else we have uh the lord god of uh, of health tony fauci speaking out against hydroxychloroquine this week it was only a matter of time President promoting the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine. We know the FDA has, has recommended against emergency use. Exactly, and then I go along with the with the FDA. The overwhelming prevailing clinical trials that have looked at the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine have indicated that it is not effective in coronavirus disease. Well, you know what? There's many many doctors that say it is effective, and it's been and it's been a, a cure for many uh, elderly people. And uh, so is Dr. Fauci the only one to say that? To, is, is he the only opinion that matters? We got one doctor who's, who's in the tank for the Democrats, the anti-Trumps, even though he acts like he's part of Trump's team. And whatever he says goes. And remember, we're not just saying, hey, hydroxy, they're not just saying that hydroxychloroquine is, is not necessarily a cure. They have some governors that were saying they're going to sanction any doctors that prescribe it. If you go to the uh, pharmacy, I'm hearing people that their doctors prescribe in there and before they fill it, they say, why, did, why are you getting this doctor? Why are you getting this medication? Why did he prescribe it for you? Well, it's none of your damn business. My doctor is my doctor. You're not my doctor. You're not even a doctor. Anyway, I'm all out of time for part one. 
Stay tuned after five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials. I got a, I got a special treat for you in the second half. And uh, don't go away. We'll be right back with part two. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing on the show because I don't know why I don't do it. You, I should be talking about that all the time with the way the interest rates are. But if you're in, if you're in the market to buy or refinance or a reverse mortgage, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo and uh, give me the information you want me to have, and uh, we will get back to you. Again, I, I tell you, if you if you call and you get a, uh, a recording, leave a message. We do have time to call back. We don't always have time to to answer uh, in the current in the current environment, which is uh, going crazy in the mortgage business. So eight five five six four zero twenty twenty or edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. So we lost Herman Cain this. Uh, this week, Herman Cain, the likable business mogul, uh, former uh, head of uh, Godfather's Pizza, if you're old enough to remember that. Uh, he was a Republican candidate for president in 2012. He died Thursday. Um, and let's be accurate about the events surrounding his passing. Cain was 74 years old and endured about with stage four colon cancer. For those of you who don't know, stage four, when they, they get to stage four anything, it's, it's pretty much over. It's pretty much saying, hey, you're, we're, there's nothing we're going to do to turn this around. And he went through that in 2006. It metastasized to his liver in 2011. He underwent multiple rounds of chemotherapy over the years to put the cancer in remission. For the most part, everybody you know that has been in a situation like that has, has, an, has a, uh, a, a weakened immunity system, that has a weakened uh, whole system because cancer is in there somewhere. And uh, the doctors are getting pretty good at prolonging people's lives. And uh, a month ago, he was hospitalized with coronavirus. Because he was the co-chairman of Black Voices for Trump and was diagnosed with the virus soon after attending President Trump's June 20th Tulsa rally where masks were not enforced, liberals are pro politicizing the, his death, predictably despicable manner. Here's one tweet. Uh, Evan McMullen, who has some kind of a Democrat political action committee, Herman Cain was hospitalized for coronavirus two weeks after he attended Trump's Tulsa rally without a face mask. He's the first senior casualty of the science denial Trump cult. The question is whether even that can wake up, wake others up about the dangers of Trump and the virus. Uh, I think that's total BS that they're blaming Trump uh, for Herman Cain's uh, uh, death, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Apparently, uh, Herman Cain travels quite a lot or did and uh, had been in other countries and been all over the place there's no way that you can that you can that you can put a definite place where he where he got the coronavirus and of course coronavirus probably just added to other things that he was uh, dealing with and I don't think you can blame the death of Herman Cain on coronavirus or certainly not President Trump for everyone who thought just to uh, give him a little tribute for everyone who thought 999, 999, a bold solution. If you remember Herman Cain from 2012, 999, a bold solution was just something to laugh at. People thought used to make fun of him for that. 
but he was running for president. Let's listen to Herman Cain explain what his point was there. This economy is on life support. We took five revenue sources that are currently being collected through taxes that cost us $430 billion a year collectively for filing and compliance. So we looked at corporate income taxes, personal income taxes, capital gains taxes, payroll taxes, and the death tax. Then we said we want a structure where we can expand the base. But the only way to expand the base was to bring in retail sales. And what is the lowest rate that would be simple, uh, fair, efficient, transparent, and revenue neutral. This is how we came up with the 9% rate on corporate tax, a flat rate, personal income tax, a flat rate, and a 9% retail sales tax. So we derived this by using existing revenue numbers. So it is not a gimmick, and we've also had it scored, and it will boost this economy and create 6 million new jobs. I, I did the calculations on myself. Well, back in 2012 to figure out and said, hey, I would pay a little bit more taxes. But the good thing was his idea said, hey, we're not going to have all those other income taxes. We're not going to have all the other federal taxes. You're going to pay 9%. That cuts you way down, but you're going to pay 9%. So you're going to get a much more of your paycheck, but you're going to pay 9% sales tax when you buy stuff. And you know what I like about that? Nobody gets to pay zero. You know, the guys on the guys on the on the freeway off ramp that are collecting, uh, hey, hu uh, homeless, hungry, uh, please help that are sticking about $80,000 a year tax-free into their, into their uh, pockets. They have to pay taxes. Everybody has to pay taxes. Nobody has to pay a lot. Everybody, Nobody gets to pay zero. And, uh, you know, to Herman Cain's family, uh, my condolences. And to uh, my buddy Herman Cain, rest in peace, brother. Uh, Thursday was quite a day for politicizing deaths. If you watch the funeral of Congressman John Lewis, who's been going on for like two weeks, uh, you might think that Obama was the Democrat nominee again. Here he is getting the crowd in Atlanta just apoplectic about Trump's uh, opposition by to voting by mail. I wonder why George. I wonder what George W. Bush was thinking while he was sitting in the front row. There are those in power who are doing their darndest to discourage people from voting by closing polling locations and targeting minorities and students with restrictive ID laws and attacking our voting rights with surgical precision, even undermining the postal service in the run-up to an election that's going to be dependent on mail-in ballots so people don't get sick. Yeah, so people don't get sick. I remember voting in the uh, primary in March. And uh, got out of my car, walked in, had to put in a mask, put on a mask. They had you kind of social distance from in voting, so everyone wasn't right next to each other, and it worked just fine. And I haven't, I haven't uh, tested positive. I haven't tested at all, except for uh, taking my temperature a few times a day, and uh, and I feel great. I don't have no issue with it, and the election went out off as is. I can't believe that classless. Thing called Barack Obama that everybody worships, that he that he turned a funeral into a political event, and I can't believe all those all the disgusting people that were at the church stood up and cheered. It's amazing if you believe what you see on TV. It's just uh, you're going to be deceived. You're going to be deceived. You're going to be amazed. So now I have a special treat for you. 
My guest this week is a minister who's making an impact at various rallies and protests around the West Coast. I love what he had to say at a Black Lives Matter rally earlier this month. And uh, quite frankly, I forward it to everybody on my messenger list. And I think you will, too. If you haven't already seen the video, he calls himself Pastor Music. He has a lot to say when it isn't singing to when he isn't singing to Pastor Music. Welcome to the main event. Thank you for having me, uh, Brother Ed. It's a pleasure to be here uh, with you guys and with your audience. They don't even know what they're in for if they haven't seen you on YouTube or uh, Facebook or Twitter. I first became aware of the work you do because of this video at Black Lives Matter in Huntington Beach a few weeks ago. Um, let's hear some of that and then tell us more about that experience. In a black neighborhood, black on black crime is real, and most of them are dying from black crime. White people aren't doing anything to them. White people voted Barack Obama in for eight years. Eight years. Everything that the blacks could be crying about should have did it on his watch, and they didn't. I'm black, 52, I'm not oppressed. Ain't nobody oppressing me. America is more free than it's ever been. That's right. And every every black person know that. That's Amen. Right. So to keep listening to somebody making you think they going through this, some little young 19-year-old black person, they've been through this, they ain't been through nothing. They're creating it. They're creating a problem that does not exist, like they're talking about. Is there racism? Of course. But overall, you understand how far we come? Yeah, do you understand how far we've come? We have now in America, white mothers and fathers are allowing their daughters to, to, to marry black folks. Y'all know this stuff that don't exist like it used to. Years ago, a white girl could have never, I'm married to a Caucasian woman, the most beautiful woman in the world. So all this talk about racism and all this, don't listen to it, it's a lie. They don't know who they're mad at. Remember, this started with George Floyd. It went from George Floyd to now it became the white people. Then it went from the white people. Now it's the whole system of America. They don't know what they're mad at. If you're that bothered with America, pack your stuff, hold a crusade, because I think some of us will put money up and help you leave. Absolutely, we would. Why do you think people responded so well to that? Whenever the word of God goes forth, um, because of this, um, I get choked up a lot. And everybody knows that uh, when I when I speak about God, I mean what I say. And I say what I mean. I speak from the, the depths of my soul. And when I went to this rally, there were two sides. There, there was those that were um, for Trump and, and freedom. And, there, and then there, on the other side was the Black Lives Matter. That's, try, that's advocating socialism. And it was the law enforcement, you know, suited up in the middle, keeping both groups from one another. And uh, you, if those that know me, uh, um, me and the group I have, it, it's about 20 of us. Um, I go to both sides. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I refuse to walk in fear. And so I approach the the uh, people on Trump's side, and then I approach the people on Black Lives Matter. But when I go, my message, the message that I am uh, compelled by God to, 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 to share to the people is a message of just sheer repentance. America has taken the word of God 
and, and interject their opinions in God's holy word. So when you hear a lot of preaching and teachings today, it is not the pure, infallible word of the Lord God Almighty. So when I go to these rallies, the main thing I'm teaching and talking about and, and feel impressed by the Lord is to tell the people uh, what John the Baptist told the people, what, to repent for the day of the Lord is at hand. When we look at our families today, many of our families, many people and our kids, a lot of our children are on drugs. And I'm talking about parents even in the church. What to that mother and to that father that goes to church and you have children and they're doing drugs. You have children and they're out on the streets and you, you, you're too ashamed to be a mother or father. You want to be their friend and you must be their parent. Yeah, I've been preaching that message for years that our kids are a reflection of us as a parent and that when they when they have kids that that don't work, that don't have any responsibility, that don't respect others, that's a reflection on them. Oh yeah, I have bad kids. Well, you're probably a bad parent then. And uh There's another video where a man thanks you and says you're the reason Black Lives Matter stopped gathering in Huntington Beach. Let's hear that and get your reaction. There's a reason why these Black Lives Matter are not here. You took this ground through our Lord, is what you did. That's what I see. Our Lord sent you, this is his land, this is his spot right here, and he's using you as that tool. I was so blessed by that, um, that particular day. He said, um, ever since you and your group came to Huntington Beach, he said, Black Lives Matter has not come back. And they gave me this story. They said that every weekend, Black Lives Matter was coming down there, disrupting. Um, they wanted to lose uh, that particular area. Yeah, they wanted to actually tear that place down. And th this is what we're talking about, lawlessness that's in the world today. I wonder, uh, after you were there, and Black Lives Matter was coming every single week. And, and then after, after your group was there, they stopped coming. I hope that was, they weren't scared of the argument that you, you, <laughs> touched, you touched some of the people that were with Black Lives Matter and, and showed them the truth. Well, we, you know, we get reports and um, we get call-ins and, you know, sometimes that Black Lives Matter and the different ones uh, share things with us personally. One of, one of the comments by some of the Black Lives Matter people, they told us, uh, Pastor Music, when, when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you, they, say they have a hard time looking in my eyes. <laughs> and, and it's because of the spirit, the spirit of conviction. When a person spends time with God, if you're not living right, you're going to feel uncomfortable around them. And, and don't think it's them. It may be you because of the sins and the evil that's in your life. And God's trying to show you, you need to clean some things up in your life. So don't always blame it on somebody else because you're feeling uncomfortable. Hallelujah. Exactly. That is so true. So you've been going to these, you've been going to these protests a while, uh, even before the killing of George Floyd. You have a story about, uh, an Antifa rally in Oregon. What happened up there? You almost can reverse the question of what didn't happen up there. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, well, we went to we went to this rally, and um, the the message that was given to us before we went, we were told to make sure we wear natural armor, put on helmets, 
we were told that the cops had shared and allowed us to know and a few people that we knew of that was going and headed there that that they were not allowed to interfere with Antifa. You know, so say, for instance, if Antifa chose to harm someone and do violence and tear down things that they were told to stand down. So um, we went knowing that when we got to the grounds, uh, I'm talking Antifa, you know, it was probably about a, a thousand plus people out there. The Trump folks and they were in a another whole area. So the groups were divided where they were nowhere near each other. While we were there, not one fight was able to break out. We began to praise the Lord in the midst. And every single time the people started looking at us again, like, are y'all crazy? <laughs> but I tell you this, there's something about the name of Jesus that the scripture says that demons tremble at the sound of the name of Jesus. And we utilize the name of Jesus for all that it's worth. And we praise and honored him. And he stopped every single battle. I think the media and the Democrat Party wants to uh, to take God out of every area of our life. It's okay to chant uh, "Hail Satan." It's okay to uh, to be to be a demon, but if you if you're preaching the word and you're using Jesus's name, that's offensive to some people. Well, you know they don't care about if we're being offen- if it's offensive to hear anybody else's rhetoric, anybody else's Amen. anybody else's. Uh, satanic verses but it's offensive and we're not you know it's everybody's okay to to say what they say except for christians so you were at a black lives matter just uh rally just a few days ago at uh, the wilshire building in los angeles and you were told get the f out because your group was saying jesus name just like i said uh we can't play it because the words that were said were uh won't be allowed to go on the radio but you tweeted but you tweeted it and you said you said their so-called peaceful protesters were attacking us for praising Jesus while they screamed out, Hail Satan, and chanting and evoking demonic spirits. And more than half of our members are black. Don't be deceived. This is not about black black lives. So tell us about what happened there in, uh, in Los Angeles. I'm watching a movement through the Black Lives Matter and by the Black Lives Matter. They actually, I don't know if you are, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but they're now calling them their self a, a church. They're saying that they are the, the new church of, of today. The leader turns to the whole Black Lives Matter. And mind you, you're talking now about a thousand people. He tells the people to circle us. They circled around us, made a circle around us. And, and, and I'm just, to make a long story short, they were told to take our group and push us in the street with the moving cars. And some of them started saying, take out the leader. And they knew who I was. So their aim was to try to take me out. They started pushing at this time is like 150 people that had um, surrounded us out of the thousand plus people. So the 150 surrounded us and they started pushing us toward the street. Brother Ed, we began to call on the name of the Lord. And it's just 20 of us. When we started calling on the name of the Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. 
the Holy Spirit of promise came upon us. We pushed back and those hundred and 50 people started falling to the ground until 20 people were able to subdue 150 people. And they, you could tell they were like, what in the world is happening? Why can't we move them? People don't have the guts to, to stand up for what's right. And as long as people get, as long as young people that, that get caught up in the emotion and they forget, and they forget to, look in their hearts and they know what's right. They know what's right, but they get steered. Off. They get steered off by somebody pushing them in the wrong direction and the emotion of a crowd. And just because a crowd right. believes in a stupid uh, idea, it's still a stupid idea. So let's get on, let's get on to COVID. You've asked, uh, you've asked people their thoughts on whether they're willing to trade their freedoms for safety. You've retweeted a video that, we, that we talked about earlier on the show. Um, the America's Frontline Doctors video. How do you feel about the COVID propaganda, doctors being attacked and shutting down our churches? What's amazing to me in this world, in, in America right now, with, and in this world with all the fear about the COVID, everybody is crying and everybody you know, is, has been waiting for something, some kind of good news. But watch this. We get the good news from the profess, professionals and People are mocking the good news. And I listen and I, and I say, how do we make sense of this? You know, and it's kind of like the Black Lives Matter. It's almost as if the only doctor that matters is Dr. Fauci. Meaning what? It's as if, if he says it works, it works. And I'm like, he's not the only doctor in the world. And we, and uh, we, have see, we, come and we to see him change his... We see him change his opinion on just about everything from week to week. Brother Ed, I, this is, I'm like you. This is what I see. I see a doctor that, right, that can't even hold one statement for a week. He changed over and over and over. And when a person seemed to not know, when a person seemed to change information like that, we kind of tell people, we used to tell people, you know, you may... You may, that may be a person that you might not want to hear or listen to. Why? Because the person just right now, they're not certain of anything. But then we have doctors that feel more certain and they have the data to prove it. And we can we can sit with them and ask questions. But instead of ask, asking questions, we are demonizing them. So all this says America to the people of the world. Once again, open your eyes. Some things it's simple to see. You know, um, just like Black Lives Matter, the only life they feel that matters is Black Lives Matter. That's the problem. I'm a black man, and the, and the problem I have with Black Lives Matter is because they act as if they act as if there's no other human beings on the face of this earth. In America, we live, and our nation is a melting pot of all races and all people, and we know that Jesus Christ shed His blood for all mankind. The scripture says, for God so loved, what, the world, not for just Black Lives Matter. We act as if, you know, like I said, Black Lives Matter act like their, their life is the only life that matters. And now we act like Dr. Fauci is the only doctor that matters. Yeah, and exactly. that's wrong when we do that. Hey, uh, let's make sure people know where to find you. Pastor Music, and it's spelled M-U-Z-I-C, is on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search uh, Pastor Music. 
and, and um, it would be um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It would be at Pastor Music. So I want to make sure everybody everybody knows where they can follow you and uh, see your your videos that are out there while you're uh, going on the front lines and encountering these Black Lives Matter people because everybody sees what's on TV. They don't always get to see the whole story. And if you don't have the whole story, how can you how can you make uh, uh, good decisions? Pastor Music, it was a pleasure pleasure uh, having a chance to talk to you in person. I love your videos and uh, I love your I love your movement and uh, God bless you. God bless you, brother Ed. Thank you for having me. And God bless all of you out there. Stay faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, that's all the time I have this week for the main event. Thanks for listening. Keep your eyes open. Keep your mind open. And make sure you talk out there. Make sure that I'm not the only voice out there. Share these thoughts. Share these uh, views. And uh, let's try to turn the thinking of America around before November 3rd. Thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. Opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, Branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity.